0: Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast that explores Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm June
1: Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. So did you get that shamrock shake yet? What? Shamrock shake. Are they back? Yeah, man. Okay. Come on. I don't know. All right. It's March. Oh, okay. All right. Do you you get that? I never... I, I can't... I think I got it as a kid a couple times. Yeah. Maybe... Every other year,
0: maybe I get one. Man, this cigar is good. Shut up. Drop my cigar on the ashtray, and I can't get
1: it out. It's too deep. (laughs) Whatever. This Um, is one great cigar. There it is. Mine was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? That was a gift. I know. You gave it to me. Uh, No, no, no. I mean, like, it was a gift to me that I shared with you. Yeah. Justin Wilson gave me that. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh... You didn't even look at it. I did. What kind of cigar was it? It
0: was a limited edition, um uh caldwell it
1: was all right i know get out of here well, I don't, you, you did, I, no, I, it's not a question of whether or not mm-hmm. you know cigars mm-hmm. i don't think you really appreciate cigars anyway why because, i'm so mad that it's
0: because, a, because you you genuine. just kind of
1: smoke whatever's put in front of you no i don't
0: yeah you do no i don't yeah no i don't
1: name Kentucky one fire cured okay you did. there you go you named That's one i yep. thought all
0: right yep. so the shamrock shake um you know, I like McDonald's. I'll be honest. I actually like McDonald's. I like their spicy nuggets that they came out with. I'm, I like those. <laughs> um, I still like a Big Mac. Quote, unquote, uh, nugget. Yeah, I like those nugs. Um, I like a Big Mac. It's got a, a nice little uh, okay. sandwich there. Um, it's not a great burger, but it is its own thing, right? I just like it. I like the fries. So, like, you like a Big Mac more than a Whopper? They're two different. Yeah, one's good. No, the I mean, Big Mac is really good. It's really good, no, it's not. but if I want to, but if I I mean, I like a Whopper too. But a Whopper to me is more like a traditional burger. Yeah. But if I want a traditional burger, then I'm gonna go to Culvers. It's a better burger. Better yeah, Culvers is better. You're right. You're right. But I like I like a burger, man. I like a chicken sandwich. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. it all. Yeah. I like it all. So okay. So St. Patty's Day is coming up. Okay. Now, um, are, you, are you gonna? You gonna? Nope. Murder? Why not? I, I don't do anything. Why not? You should. Why? Because it's fun. It's it's not fun. Yeah, it is. What are you talking about? You get no. to wear green? I know Brian Malcolm does a whole,
1: every year, a whole thing. He wears orange because Protestants wear orange, not green. Or Knock it off, Brian. Okay? See, I, I feel like I can't do it. I can't. It'd be wrong of me to appropriate another culture.
0: Yeah, that is, that is you are very sensitive to that. So, mm-hmm. that's, I think that's smart. So, what about uh, Cinco de Mayo, though? That's coming up after uh, St. Patty's Day. You celebrate that? I think you do. Yeah. I think you have a party. Am I invited? You're not invited. Oh, okay, that's fine. I'll dress up for it because I will appropriate all day long, Jimmy. I will appropriate all day long. I like to appropriate that culture. So uh, we've got some, uh, some mailbag here. Let's do it. Yeah, so we've got a bunch of emails trying to catch up, but, you know, so we'll grab a, a couple and uh, see what people are saying. Uh, we got one well uh, right. we're not i don't know if we want to read names on any now nah, let's not read names. But go right. ahead and
1: you can could, you could read this one all
0: right so uh first off let me start by saying that while i have listened to every podcast you gents, oh you forgot
1: hey guys hey
0: guys uh i've listened to every podcast you gents have ever put out but i am not yet an all access member so if you want to stop reading now i understand okay moving on <laughs> to the next question <laughs> he says without discussing robbie zacharias directly It was this issue that most recently has brought this to the forefront again for discussion in my groups. What is your view on utilizing teaching resources from people that have fallen from the faith or deconstructed, etc.? What about worship songs that were written by folks who no longer adhere to the faith, like Dustin Kentru? What about It Is Well With My Soul by Horatio Spafford? Uh, Most churches still sing that, though Spafford seemed to be a universalist by the end. Yeah, he actually lost his mind. Well, I have my own opinions that you probably don't care about... (laughs) He knows as well. <laughs> I am interested to hear your guys' take on the subject. Looking forward to likely not hearing back on this due to your frame and my not frame. Oh, fame. fame! Due to your fame and my lack of financial support, apart from a couple of T-shirts that I bought a couple of years back, that and I'm Canadian. Ah, <laughs> all right. Well, hey man, thank right, you for hoser. listening. We uh, we love you. We appreciate you listening. Um, yeah, this. I mean, this this has been uh, talked about a, a fair bit over the last ten years. Uh, especially when uh, Driscoll um, left Mars Hill and, uh, you know, Crossway was in that position, like, what are we gonna do with all these books that we published with Driscoll? And a lot of people uh, are, you know, were calling for people to no longer read or carry books by men uh, like Tulian Javidjan, who actually, you know, was caught in immorality. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll I'll take it and say that if it's true, it's true. And uh, so on the one hand, it doesn't matter who says something it, that doesn't change the truth or the truthfulness of what they wrote. However, on the other hand, uh, it is important to know who is saying what. And when we learn about their, their, fa- their failure or their um, uh, apostasy, if that happens, uh, that does have an impact on how we treat their materials. And I think that it's fair to say that some things stand on their own better than others. A song, I think, can stand on its own. It's a self-contained thing. So we still sing Dustin Kinshru, um, and that doesn't bother us. Or we'll sing Horatio Spafford, and it doesn't bother bother us. It, because I think that, that the song can stand on its own um, without it negatively influencing people. With authors, though, I think there's a greater tendency for especially if they have a lot of material that they're continuing to write that is false doctrine. It's more likely that people would maybe go down that rabbit trail with them. But I think that, uh, I've heard some people say this that I, that sort of resonated with me, uh, when a public figure falls, who has been a good leader as far as we could tell for some time and has produced a lot of content, uh, in the short term for sure, it's probably best to shelve their material while we suss out what actually happened and what are we going to do here. Um, with Robbie Zacharias, like I just don't want to use his stuff after learning what he was really like. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. don't have any interest yeah. in using it. I don't want to have Yeah, I noticed you
1: got rid of Driscoll's Doctrine book. No, I didn't get rid of it. It's around here somewhere. Uh you moved it. Uh, maybe. You, you hit it, didn't you? I don't know. I probably
0: gave it to one of your kids, told him this is what you need to be reading. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, th- I think that that's, I think, like, look, uh, let's figure out what's going on here. You know, a hundred years goes by, uh, and, like, let's just say, like, it's hard for me to even find a good example, but, like, let's say Do- Driscoll's book, Doctrine, um, was flawless theologically. It wasn't, but let's just say it was. Um, I don't think that there is danger in reading a, a solid theological book by a guy that flamed out in a particular church. Um, but a guy that is abandoning the faith or a guy that is, um, has been found in, in, you know, abuse and gross immorality. Ugh. So I guess all that to say with the music, I'm not overly concerned but about even, it. But even
1: an individual that, that banners of faith, I, I agree with like the, the, like Ravi, right? Like, But uh, for someone that abandons the faith, I mean, are we still not able to read and receive from because it's still truth, right? Like, like it was still true when they wrote it and were inspired, you know, to uh, like they're teaching biblical truth. Mm -hmm. That's still worthwhile reading. Yeah. If it's good, it's good. And I don't
0: have a problem with that. It is. Uh, Like with all discipleship, you have to educate people. They have to know and say like, oh, well, you know, at a time uh, when this book came out, uh, this author was solid. Well, Over time, he became an open theist. And Mm -hmm. now he he rejects these things. But what he says here is actually really good. Uh, But then the question is, is like, well, is there something better? Right. It's like it's got to be really good for me to use it by a guy who has apostatized or completely changed his tune. Like you can read books by a Baptist. Who is now a Presbyterian. Now, this is such a, a small thing. It's not super com- comparable. But um, yeah, if if he, if you wrote a book on on Credo baptism, that's good, but to ultimately changed disposition, I would still recommend that book. But if there's a better book, I would rather recommend the better book. Yeah. So it's not maybe it's not that big of a deal. This is really for like the celebrity guys mm. that are out there putting out stuff. But it's definitely worth
1: talking about. I think in general we should just be thoughtful and careful about it. Maybe that's the best thing to say. All right. Uh, Another question. Uh, This is Mo Money, Mo Problems. Hey, guys. I just listened to the episode on ministers and money. You guys touched on taking salary and cost of living in your area. I really appreciated this as it's not something often talked about. I have a few questions on business, wealth, and income for you. My father and I started a company in 2014 as partners in an escort. Okay. I understand. Okay. In Escor, it has grown from a small business to a medium-sized one on the verge of becoming a large one. Nice. My wife and I have always lived below our means and given uh, a 10% offering. We are now asking certain questions with many of those around us not in the same position. It's hard to get good biblical advice on these subjects. Do you have any book recommendations? Art of the uh, the Deal by Trump. (laughs) (laughs) My questions. Uh, When do you start giving more in tithe? When do you bump 10 to 12 and a half or 15% giving? How much should a believer spend on a car or other flex items? Um, so it's like, it seems like you can follow. You know what? Let's take these one by one because there's right. five of them, right? When do you start giving more in tithe? We don't argue
0: for a tithe. I don't being argue required, for a tithe. But yeah. when do you increase how much you give? Maybe you're giving 10%. When do you bump it up to 125
1: or 15%? Yeah, as you feel led,
0: right? Yeah. As uh, I would say, uh, your giving should be generous and sacrificial. And so I think some people can give more uh, and some people do. I've, listen, I've heard of people. I didn't know them myself, but I knew people that did, especially after their death. Uh, they gave a much larger percentage of their
1: income away because they made a lot of money. Um, and so they- I, I-, thought I, I thought I read somewhere, and I might be wrong, that uh, R- Rick Warren? Yeah, I don't I think, know. I think he he lives off ten percent.
0: Yeah, so I and ninety is donated. I, I I knew I there was a there's a well known in some circles uh, guy who's passed on who lived on ten percent. He had a he had a similar company to what this guy does, and he lived on ten percent.
1: Oh, so it's not okay. So I'm, maybe I'm thinking of that person. I don't know. But th- again, none of that's required.
0: What's required is that you give generously and sacrificially, yeah. and
1: it's and it's really it's like you need to determine this in your own mind and heart, as the scripture says. Number two, how much should a believer spend on a car or other flex items? It seems like you fall into poverty theology by driving a rust bucket, but driving a 100,000 Porsche or Range Rover seems excessive. Oh, why don't you huh. take that one, Jimmy? Huh? Hey, it. Uh, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what?
0: <laughs> you don't drive a Porsche or a Range Rover. so no, I, you know, I, I don't. Uh, I don't. You know,
1: uh, <laughs> you kind of skated
0: away from that, didn't you?
1: Yeah, I skated away. No, I mean- yeah. It depends uh, on it depends how much you on, make and what, what you're your, doing, what your business is. Yeah. Right. Like I can't roll up uh, as a, uh, I can't roll up to pick up a customer in, you know, and I was <laughs> by, you know, 2006 Ford focus sport Canadian, edition. Canadian edition that's in kilometers, right? Like uh, you, you just, you just can't do that. Um, I, I think it depends. It depends on living within your means and, and, um, Again, it, I don't know. I don't think having a nice car is inherently bad.
0: Right? No, like, I don't think having a a two hundred thousand dollar Porsche is a problem if you're that, not living beyond your means. If you're living generously and sacrificially,
1: yeah. And I mean, for me, like it, you know, it was a it, my struggle was more about perception. Right, being on staff at a, at a church. Jimmy would not. Jimmy refused uh, for a for, while, for, for a years. long yeah.
0: time to get a company car. The company was like, you need a nice car. Can't have you signing multi million dollar contracts driving on that stupid white Canadian ghetto buster, the whatever. Ford
1: Focus Sport, the Sport.
0: <laughs> uh, and you were you were concerned. He's like, first of all, Jimmy didn't care. He's happy driving around with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite happy. Yeah. Uh, but now he's more happy because he
1: finally. I am. It, <laughs> he he it, learned the, 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 the benefits. The chair massages of, me. <laughs>
0: yeah. But uh, the but thing is, is you were just like, I just don't want people to think I'm all about that life or anything. And uh, first of all, at our church, no one would care. If anything, we would celebrate like, oh, you got a nice car. That's cool. But so, yeah, that that depends on you, your context yeah. and your conscience and why you're doing it. Like some people who can't afford a Porsche probably shouldn't be driving one because they're just trying to attract attention to themselves.
1: But other people yeah. are just car people. They like a good car. They like a sports car. Well, and even even like, I okay. You know, Michelle and my wife and I are having conversations about, uh, and Joe knows this, about uh, moving, right? Um, getting another house. We want to stay in the same area. You know, we want to stay in the St. Charles area, Fox Valley, uh, because we want to stick with our CG, uh, our community group. Now, part of this for us in, in like I argued for actually, yeah, my, my wife and I have been arguing for about over a year and a half, two years on this uh, because it's the house I grew up in. That you live in now. That right. I live in now. So I bought that house and I felt like, well, my family may do with three kids. We have three kids. This should be fine. But because of what we like to do in our home, right? Like my parents were not entertainers, right? They did not host parties. They did not have Bible study at the house. Like we have Bible study at our house every week and we have a, a group that's fairly large. Uh, We like to entertain. We enjoy having people from the church come over for dinner. I like making dinner for members of our church and leaders in our church and inviting them because it's a way for Michelle and I to thank them, to love on them, to bless them uh, as they serve in volunteer capacity in various ways throughout the church. So it's actually really important to us. You need a bigger house. To do those things, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I I like seclusion, so that's that, that's the other part, right? Is like I, you know, uh, I want a place where we can have you know our own space as a family, um, but then also space to host yeah, others. You're you're because
0: as much as you say like you know that you're you know you you're not good at hospitality yourself, and that you want to be left alone. Uh, you you are very friendly and outward oriented towards others, so that people come over. I went over to Jimmy's house one time. He's like, Hey, why don't you come over here? I think we were watching the fights or whatever, but I, I came over in my pajamas because it was nighttime and mm-hmm. we were gonna sit on the back porch uh, of his house and smoke. And yeah. So I went over there, and uh, when I get there in my pajamas, other neighbors are already over because they just decided to they pop ju- over. They just
1: show up. Like, oh, thanks, Jimmy. I'm wearing oh, yeah, my pajamas. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, but you yeah. were driving. I didn't know what to tell you. Yeah. They they just showed up. Yeah. But so so for me, I struggle because I go, okay, how much of a house is too much, right? right? Like, but the house that I, I you know that we're Feeling that mm. we need the one with the elevator, the one that we're feeling that we need so we could be hosting more people. It's yes. going to it's going to be at a different. So I, I struggle with that. Uh, and and then I think, OK, what's the perception that people might have? Um, but again, it's 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 not about a flex in the sense yeah. of like showing off right. my house. Right. It's, yeah. I want it to be nice. Michelle and I have very different tastes uh, when it comes to to uh, homes. But it's not a flex for us, but it is a ministry for us because we want yeah. to be able to invite more people over and more leaders over to thank them for what they've done. And we all live in
0: different socioeconomic brackets and we're all gonna have impacts in different neighborhoods. And that's actually a good thing. Yeah. You know, I want I want people living in every kind of environment. When they can live there appropriately for the Lord, because it means we have a, a lighthouse there where yeah. the gospel is celebrated, where outreach is happening. So I think that that's good. All right, Just third question is should we tithe all our income or just our salary to the local body?
1: Now, I would. Uh, so for me personally, Redeemer is my priority. You know, Michelle and I have, you know, we have what we feel is. As Joe had mentioned, like this is you know we want to be generous. It is sacrificial. Anything beyond that, then it, it will it it goes to others, mm-hmm. right? So, but our priority is Redeemer Fellowship, and so our local body yes receives the well it receives all of it. Anything on top of that, that's a, it, it. It's always above and beyond for us. Mm-hmm. So I don't when when we feel led to like I, you know there's some missionaries out there that are doing some work that we know of. Uh, and we're close to, um, we've had relationship with them for 15, 20 years. Right. Right. Um, I don't, I don't carve out something that I was giving to Redeemer to give there. Right. Um, I just have to make an adjustment to our budget and say, okay, we don't need to go buy Starbucks or we don't need to go do this, or maybe we don't need. How many Starbucks franchises do you own now? Well, at this point, eight. Okay, and <laughs> um, but so that's just the, the, the conversations yeah. we have, but because it's not going to come out of there, right? Now, I think that the, that relates to um,
0: the second part of his question, but that first part was: do we tithe or give on all of our income or just our salary? So, do you look at all of the? Oh, is income? he talking about
1: gross versus net?
0: Well, oh, I I think it would not even that he doesn't say that but all of our income would at least mean that it could also mean, well, I also have my, my salary, but then I have income coming from over here from a
1: different thing. Well, okay. Well to me, it would be all the income. Yeah. All, all your income, yes. all the income. Uh, right now we get a schedule K one. We always tie 10% of our salary to the local body, but the K one we have determined to give elsewhere, uh, is this wrong? I don't think it's wrong. It's not what I do. Yeah. It, it, I understand. So I understand what he's, what he's talking about here with the K one, the schedule K one, um, Personally, I group it all and say, here is, Mm -hmm. here it all is. And yeah, I go off gross. Yeah. Yeah. This is everything. This is everything. And so Redeemer, the local body gets the priority. Anything outside of that uh, is a discussion. I I sacrifice on other areas, but I'm I'm never carving out um, what has gone to Redeemer.
0: All right. Number four, Jimmy, I think this is an easy one.
1: Uh, How do you balance saving for retirement? And or increasing the tithe, so um, I do think I do think retirement's important. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's wise. I do think uh, trying to—I mean, scripture talks about that, right? Like leaving something for for not just your kids but your grandkids. And I think that's that's important. You know, how we manage our money is important, and leaving something for the next generation is is um, it's so important to me that we moved back to the to Chicago. So that we could be part of the family business um, and help out of the family business in such a way that it would not only bless my children, but it would also bless uh, my siblings and my nieces and nephews. right? Yeah. Um, I th- you That's a conversation you and your wife need to have. Yeah. Where, you know, and your financial advisor, if you have one, I, I would suggest getting one. Uh, so at least, and and I'm not saying you have to, keep paying the financial advisor, yeah. but get someone to help you understand like what you could save. I mean, years ago, 10, 15, 20 years ago, you know, a million dollars in savings would go a long way. Yep, It ain't the same. Mm-hmm. It's not the same anymore. So for, you know, for you to retire and to, to be comfortable, and I'm not, I'm not even talking about like having a villa in Italy or, or, you know, doing all that. I'm talking about just remaining comfortable in a town home. Um, It's going to take, it's going to take substantially more. And And so you're going to need to plan where you
0: live and your income. You have to look at all that and just say, all right, this is what I'm going to need to do to take care of my family. As you factor it all in, I don't, I don't, some people would say you start with what you want to give to the church Sacrificially, and then you factor everything else in. The and that that's fine to do it that way. But the problem is, is sometimes once you factor everything else in, you realize I can't give what I wanted to give because I I can't feed my family that way. Mm-hmm. So you just have to be smart and think go after it. All right, last question.
1: Well, and I think oh. I think that's where uh, this is where I think the flaw is in your question number one. Um, I don't think we're called to tithe ten percent, mm-hmm. and I think some people. Uh, are called to 4%, 5% of their income, because that's that's their lot in life. I think others are called to 20, 23. Sure. But a standard 10% across the board, I don't think is, is true. Yeah, I, but the way that I've told people, like if people
0: have no idea what my experience has been, most Christians that I know shoot for 10%. That's what they want to give. Mm-hmm. Um, but some people can't, and some people want to give more. So uh, 10% has sort of like a a historical precedent of both in the old Testament and in like, you know, church history, but it is not law. It is not the biblical mandate. So you give generously as you are able. And so that should require some real thought. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not simple, Um, but it is, it is, I think it's important.
1: So, and you know, I mean, it's going to take reviewing, you know, Michelle and I review every year, what the budget is for the next year Mm -hmm. and where things are going to be set at. Uh, And we're constantly evaluating, you know, Hey, are we giving enough? Like, it feels like there's a lot more extra cushion here that we weren't anticipating. We obviously, you know, miscalculated. We need to adjust here. Last question,
0: Jimmy, what is your favorite cigar? What are your favorite cigars? I'm enjoying the Romeo and Juliet Reserva Real
1: i love the my father cigars i yeah. just I'm, I'm in love with them the caldwells have been doing me well recently yeah yeah my father's good caldwell's good
0: uh most people know that i smoke most frequently the um aj fernandez new world toro the box pressed uh, maduro wrapper um i it's just a really good consistent smoke that's not very expensive but i like a lot of different cigars everything from Obviously, if you know cigars, of Privada number nine to uh, the Tatuaje 10-year anniversary and all the monster series from Tatuaje are really good. Yeah, I like those too. Um, so there's, there's all kinds of good stuff. Do we have time, Jimmy, for
1: any more? Uh, why don't we do the, uh, the gossip one? I think that's good. I right, see cool. that one. We'll end on that one. So uh, we get an email. says, hey, guys,
0: I love the pod. It has helped me tremendously. I come to you with a very sensitive question. Uh, my church just recently lost an elder. He stepped down and away from the church. He has since joined and has helped lead or pastor another church plant. This church he has joined was once my home church. I come to you because I have heard numerous times from my wife about gossip and pure slander coming from this man, the ex-elder, against the lead pastor and other members of our church. I am tired and frustrated with the situation. I was hoping you guys would talk about what may be the first steps to take to bring this to an end in either direction? And if nothing else, prayer would be amazing. Well, let's just say this. We will pray for you today. Okay. That, I, I promise you that because I know that that's a difficult situation. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jimmy, mm-hmm. let's say um, let's say uh, Kevin, who's an elder candidate at our church, a smart guy. Let's say he and his wife leave us, which would be devastating. Yep. Uh, and they go to um, another church in the area, mm-hmm. and they start saying bad things about us that are not true. Uh, what would you do? Go to him. Yeah. Go to the one that's saying the things. Yep. yep. Now, again, you're hearing this
1: second hand, third hand, or mm-hmm. whatever. So. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I'm a guy. I don't care about the second or third hand, and I don't play the. I heard, like, I can't tell you who I heard this from. Like, I will go to the individual and I will say, X said this. Yeah. Is this true? Yeah. If it's not, great, but you should follow up. Yeah. <laughs>
0: if it is, what's going on?
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't play around with this. I just go right to the person. I'll ask them if they say no. I'll say, okay, you know, maybe you need to go talk to them. But I am going to go talk to them and say, you know, hey, I'm going to clear this up. That no, you said you didn't say that. Yeah. So I mean, that's
0: I, I agree. Start there. See how things unfold. You uh, you may need to if uh, if things cannot be resolved, then you're going to need to go to the elders of that church and, mm-hmm. and approach them and say, Hey, listen, we've approached this brother. Um, we're we're having a hard time, but we know he's he's leadership here too. Mm-hmm. So maybe you guys can help us sort through this. But so you are at a church. Um, you're hearing this. Uh, you know, you could, of course, talk to your pastors. You can always talk to your pastors about this and get their insight on the situation as well. Um, they Maybe they have some information that you don't to help, yeah. they, you know, help things come to light. But I don't think, you can't assume that this is just going to get wrapped up nice and easy. Uh, sometimes people become toxic and bitter and there's just not a lot of re- resolution. Sometimes churches refuse to do the right thing mm-hmm. and hold people accountable. So... Do what you can, but, uh, you know, to
1: keep your conscience clear, I would say be honest, be humble, but be direct. Yeah, absolutely. I I just you can't do that, right? Like in in the midst of the church and we can't have this gossip going back and forth between brothers and sisters, uh, because I think it it is a witness there. It is a witness to the community uh, that we don't take brotherly and sisterly love seriously. Yeah. It's
0: frustrating because I would imagine that both churches preach the gospel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, what the heck are we doing? Yeah, You know, like you can't fall into this. We, we, we recently had a, a guy leave our church, um, he and his family, um, and they were um, very involved and with us for years. Uh, and they left. And I, I think part of it was is, you know, we, I think maybe we just started to wind up on different pages or whatever it was. Um, and there were other mitigating factors that they wanted to be closer to their house. But like, I know they're going to a church that preaches the gospel. Mm-hmm and they're not bad-mouthing us and we're not bad-mouthing them. I'm happy that they're gonna be plugged in and and, and useful wherever they're at. Uh, We should be able to separate uh, without controversy, especially when it's
1: not over sin and wickedness and all of that, so I'm with you, Jimmy. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo, or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DrVotion.com. They can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast. here at the store, jofosto.com and grab some gear. We got Fresh Pod every Monday and Thursday. We got some blog posts and video content over the website. And we got that all access exclusive content, banter of truth. Thank you for subscribing to that. Mm. Guys. And that weekday wisdom. Go get on it. DrRotion.com slash all access later.